0: I'm here interviewing Liza, Tao, Boyd, doing the book, "My First Pony." Liza, tell us about your first pony.
1: My first pony that, that I really remember is Cash and Carrie, a little black pony that was, um, Sassy Ellis's pony and then went on to be my pony, my brother Ned's and my brother Hardin. Um, but even before that, do you remember Jerry Starnes?
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. Jerry the blacksmith. Um, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. He
1: had a little chestnut pony named Shamrock and I'm not sure how long I had Shamrock, but I definitely remember seeing pictures of me on Shamrock, um, as an itty bitty little baby, um, and the very first day that I came home from the hospital, I was put on a horse. So it started early. <laughs> it started.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sure you're probably, uh, when you were in mom's belly on a horse.
1: Yeah, I might have been. (laughs) Oh, so you never know.
0: (laughs) And tell us about your first pony. Was it a show pony? Did you show that pony? Yeah,
1: he was. He was a short stirrup pony. Mm -hmm. I don't know back then if they even had short stirrup. Maybe I was a small pony, but he was was great. He was a a good teacher. Um, You know, you could do everything on the ground with him. You could just brush him, bareback ride him, just an all-around great pony that really, you know, Uh but... Did, all ponies can be a little bit naughty. Oh, they but, really um,
0: can. Probably the worst ponies <laughs> in the world are really cold, but Shetland not ponies. naughty
1: enough to scare me and make me want to run away from mm-hmm. the sport.
0: <laughs> and how long did you have him?
1: Um, I would say probably like two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went on to have a another small pony named himself the Elf, which was a real special pony that mm-hmm. – um, that went on and tons of kids showed, and he took me to Devin and indoors. And mm.
0: Did you win really, on him at um, Devin and indoors?
1: Oh, I I don't know. We, we look back at the videos and we laugh. I'm pretty sure I chipped the jumps, but I got the experience right. so that one day I could go back later and be more mm. sophisticated.
0: Yeah. And, and tell us about the pony after that.
1: Um, well, then it got to the point where, as you know, with being a sales barn and being a professional's child, that so many came you know they would come and go and and that was learned at an early age that yeah you love the pony but it was probably going to be sold to another little kid soon so i remember one of my ponies was sold right before the washington horse show and that was super sad but the good thing that my parents did was they always had another one coming up the pipeline right so there might be one that was gone but there was always one in that pony stall the next day or in the stall beside him
0: before and your dad was talking about a pony that he really didn't like, and he wanted to get rid of it, wanted to sell him. and your mother talked into keeping it, and it was pony of the year, three years in a row. What pony was that? Um,
1: yeah, that, um, who would that have been? We'll have to ask him. There have been so many, I'm not sure. But the moral of that story is Lisa's usually right. Right. Uh, <laughs> the
0: woman's usually right. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh. But what was your first uh, pony of the year? Who was that when you first uh, that, started winning at Devin and all that?
1: Right. That was a pony called For Kids' Sake that we bought as a, a four-year-old. And she's quite expensive for, for that time of, you know. How much was uh, she? I, we. It's funny because all of this is fresh on my mind because on Christmas Day or Christmas night this year, we got out the old VCR mm-hmm. and we watched movies with my children who are 8 and 13 and my brother Harden and – um there was a video of her and my mom said we went and tried her she was twenty five thousand dollars which that was a lot that's a back lot of in money the 80s, back then. and mm-hmm. she was also only four jeez so it was a is. big gamble and they said we just can't afford her we're not gonna um it was Elizabeth Salter's mom mm-hmm. um and they said we just can't afford her we're not gonna and then my mom said that they we got like halfway home and you didn't have cell phones back then so she said they went to a pay phone and said you know what? We really want that pony. Mm-hmm. We just and who, had to who have did
0: her. you buy her from? Who had her?
1: Um, do you remember? Uh, you remember Rockstein, The horse Rockstein, Elizabeth Salter, Elizabeth Bross? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was her mom, right? And I'm I'm blanking on her mom's name. But in Virginia, you know all those yeah. great ponies from oh, Virginia yeah. back uh-huh. in the day. Yeah. Um,
0: I can't think of the name that uh, the guy that raised a bunch of ponies up there. Jimbo. Yeah, he also was a agent. He so thoroughbred too, heavy okay. set guy.
1: Okay, Brad Taylor.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so how did that how long did you have that pony?
1: Um, we had her that was also probably short lived because she was she was quickly a top pony and then she was sold I think Don Stewart bought her. Right. For a client. But like I said, then there was always another one coming along. The next one was Tickled Pink mm-hmm. and he ended up we ended up winning pony finals which was in Asheville that year. Right. before they moved it to Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and he was owned by Miss Curry from Nashville. Um, and he was he was a top pony a little hard. Um, but all the good ones usually are oh yeah right? they're not easy yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. they're
0: not easy like racehorses, you know they've that's, already got a little fight in them that's right and uh, when did you uh, move on up to the horses
1: so that was that was um Roger and Judy young remember the youngs mm-hmm. so they were you know that they were our neighbors for years and roger was the one who started putting me on on horses oh yeah
0: um, a lot of people come up under a lot of people Judy uh, Jones and uh, that's right, a lot Jenny of people Jones, come up under them um,
1: Aaron Vale. Mm -hmm.
0: Did Aaron Um, Vale come up under them as well? He
1: did. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Holly Hayes, Mm -hmm. who's now Holly Orlando. Right. um, She was over there. Hunt Tosh. Yeah. Hunt Tosh started out with them too. Yep. That's amazing. Are they
0: still? Is he still alive?
1: Um, Roger and Judy are both passed away. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Now it's a Western barn over there. But I have good memories of childhood memories of riding my ponies over there after school. And having lessons with Judy Roger and Gary, mm-hmm. their son. Yeah,
0: is he's yeah. not in the horse business anymore? Um, Gary gay?
1: is a uh, judge now. Oh, is he? Yep, he judges, but he doesn't. He doesn't have a. Fa- he sold their farm, um, but he's a he's a top judge. That's mm-hmm. we you know you see a lot. Yep.
0: And who was your uh, first top horse you started? to...
1: I would say the top one was named Green with Envy, which was a thoroughbred that they, you know, it was a big sales barn over there. Right. So they would get a lot of horses They moved a lot of and, horses too. That's right. Um, and mm-hmm. there was a reason that we could afford him. I think maybe he was had a little sensitive or something. And um, I was little and real soft mm-hmm. and just, you know. Set did skill. you
0: did you and your parents buy him from the youngs? So? Um,
1: well, they didn't own him. They uh, was someone named Jim Green. Um, Rick Francher had ridden him a little bit, mm-hmm. um, so so he was he was a good one. Right? Uh, maybe he didn't pass the bet or something. Right. Who knows? And but how, that was what okay. What did you do with him? What Junior hunters, success. junior hunters. He was beautiful. Um, I think he had a little blood. So he had to sit a little bit chilly on him, mm-hmm. um, and then he you know he just he taught me to jump three six and back then. You know, there, was, there wasn't like the 3-3 three, three junior division and all of that. You kind of went, I'm pretty sure I just went from ponies straight to horses. Right. Mm-hmm. Different now. A lot of things are different. Oh, but yeah, there's it, so a lot much, of
0: different. so many divisions and stuff now back but then. But also like, so
1: much more technical now. Oh, yeah. Like what my kids have to mm-hmm. do. Like my 8-year-old daughter has to do handy hunters that are hard to remember with trot jumps and rollbacks. The 8-year-old has The 8-year-old. So the small pony division now does the exact same course as maybe, you know, an 18-year-old doing the large ponies. Oh, so it's yeah. much more technical now. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and I feel like just watching old videos from myself showing it, Harrisburg years, a million years ago, um, I had a pony that swapped in front of the jumps. And my daughter said, oh, well, I would have gotten a 74 for that <laughs> score nowadays but back then, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they counted off. The judging mm-hmm. system has is, is changed over time. Well, it's really
0: changed back when I, I used to show too uh, early on before I got into resources. And I loved the outside course. Yes. Yeah, because I was a steeplechase jockey. I loved to run and gallop. And right. I think that a work, regular working hunter was like four feet.
1: Oh, it was the bigger than that, I were, think. Yeah. Yes. Oh, but
0: I loved that, man. I'd yeah. let them gallop.
1: Well, even at Blowing Rock, they said that used to be more of an outside course mm-hmm. up and down the hills. Oh, yeah, it did. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, times are so different. all
0: changed now. They hardly have any outside courses yes. anymore, do they?
1: Yeah, you don't really see that. Um you. But
0: I hate to see it go that way because if you seen Western pleasure, how they ruined that sport, the horses—the horses look like they're lame.
1: Which is sad. They
0: just got their head down and they just barely creep along, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I—I I watched it. You no, know, and this lady said, "What do you think about it?" I said, "If my race horses went like that, I'd call the vet." I know. I mean, they've ruined the sport. Yeah. That's not Western Which pleasure. That's sad. just, yeah. So
1: this is a little off topic, but yesterday, Ty Murray was in town doing a clinic. Oh, was here in Camden? Uh, in Camden. Yeah,
0: how about that? That was he fascinating. Started, yeah. yeah. He's an amazing guy. I yeah. followed him, you know, because I've got a little cowboy in me. Right. And I followed his career. Yeah. And you know, he was married to Jules.
1: That was right. So I researched him a little last night, but we got to meet him yesterday, and I took my girls. Um, and his, um, his method now, you know, he said he's changed. For 20 years, he, he was just... You know, yeah, cowboy, rough and cowboy, uh-huh. and now he, um, you know, now he really does this horsemanship stuff, and it was so fascinating to watch him get on these horses bareback. And what's so interesting is what he does can carry it over to a jumper rider, a hunter rider, a dressage rider, right. western pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's all just good horsemanship and good, right. good uh-huh. basics. Yeah. And um,
0: I saw him that video he had. I was looking at, him, and he leaped flat footed. He had this uh, like a. Half Clydesdale or something. Yeah, yeah, Rosie the Clydesdale. Yeah. We
1: watched the movie. Yeah. yeah,
0: He he went flat-footed and jumped up on her back on his feet. So
1: I didn't realize also he was a gymnast as a kid.
0: Oh, I didn't know that because that's so why that he could leap sense. up there. I yeah. was trying to pull up a video and show somebody. I said, no, he jumped flat-footed. Yep. Not only just jumped and landed on, but he landed on his feet. Yes. On the yep. withers and stood straight up. Yep. And he was an amazing bull rider. Yep. He went. He started off with Larry Mahan. I read that. Yeah.
1: Yep. So that's what's fun, I think, about this sport is you know my dad went and watched the clinic yesterday and he learned so much and Jack always says, um, what is this saying? Um, Oh, I'll think of it in a minute. But something about you've learned. It's what you learn after you know it all that counts. Oh yeah,
0: and uh, my age, I'm sixty eight, just turned sixty eight, and you never stop learning. You realize you really don't know, right? And you really don't know what horse is going to come along and exactly. do it. You just never know, yeah. just like people, yes. you know. Yes. Yeah, so it's that. And I felt you just that. never know. It's a great, great sport, yep. you know, and it's a. Uh, it really is. It's, you feel blessed because you get to work outside. And you have your family with you, and everybody right. stays together. Yeah. But yep. tell us about this horse. That okay, we so from Caroline so, Clark.
1: That's right. So after the Green with Envy horse, I would say my next best horse, horse of a lifetime, until I got Brunello, was a horse named Monday Morning. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to Lisa had to have the horse. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of trainers, Don Stewart, a lot of people had had him, and he didn't do one lead change. Um, but he was an amazing horse, and went on to you know when horse of the year and, and was my you know top horse until I aged out of the juniors when I was right. 18 again mm-hmm. another thoroughbred and taught me a lot and then I went to college
0: um Where I did went you go to, to
1: college of Charleston oh okay so not my too far away from yes yeah, yeah I loved it there that was fun it was like an
0: art she's yes yep yep, mm-hmm.
1: yep. and then uh,
0: did you stop showing at the time or
1: i showed a jumper for a little bit yeah. so i definitely i jumped into the jumper ring for a little while it was just fun and um i would uh you know meet them at the horse shows or come to mm-hmm. different shows like an owner uh, yeah i was a little bit more like an owner it was definitely a different mm-hmm. different way for me and then after college i worked for a lady named sandy labelle who lives in who has passed away now but she was up in virginia and she's a great great horsewoman and it was good to get away from the family business for a little bit. Right, um, I worked for uh, Tom Wright, who um, really, really, really polished me, I would say. Mm-hmm. Probably s- just put that polish right. on me for fine-tuning. Um, and then I uh, ended up coming back and being part of the family business. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Caroline bought the horse Brunello, who... Um, was originally actually my brother tried in europe and he was going to come to the states and he was going to ride him but fortunately when the horse got out of quarantine i rode him first and i never gave him back to Harden. i you said give him mine. back to Harden; he never Hardin. took the horse back i yeah, read an article yeah. about
0: that and i think it might have been the chronicle about how the horse was bought originally for Harden, right and, uh, but, right. You rode yeah, but him i and never beat him, him i beat
1: him to the to the first ride and never gave him back and um, Caroline was quite successful on him also in the amateur hunter division, winning at Washington and a lot of the big shows. And then when she faded out um, to spend more time with her son, we were uh, lucky enough to buy him with um, Janet Peterson. Who is from the Tryon area, right. and she was just the best owner you'd ever have because she just never asked any questions. She she actually liked her, her racehorses that she bred probably better. than Did <laughs> she breed <Brunello>. racehorses <laughs> in
0: Tryon? Did she have a breeding um, operation in Tryon?
1: It wasn't in Tryon. Where did she have it, Dad? Well, she did have there. She had
0: a she? lot of damn racehorses with some trainer up in New York. They were just, to through the playing old racehorses. Right.
1: But she yeah. loved him. She loved him like her children. And yeah, every time did. you'd call her to say, Guess what? Brunello won a big derby and in, tri- in you know, wherever she'd say, Well that's good, but let me tell you about the new racehorse that I just bred uh-huh. it was just really she loved that. Um but she was a spectacular owner and uh and he was such a special horse that um that just did so much and really put I would say put me on the map for sponsorships and um, you know Ariat sponsors me now and all kinds of great sponsors you know through that and also through the the derbies Um, I
0: just realized I read an article how they got the name Ariat
1: from Secretariat Secretariat isn't that funny I did not know that for a long time either yes
0: we don't say Secretariat we say Secretariat
1: yeah
0: yeah Yeah. Ariat yeah Uh Secretariat you know he was broken in a Holly Hill Secretariat
1: he was?
0: yeah Really? This friend of mine worked for uh, worked for uh, the trainer,
1: that is a small one. Lucian
0: Lauren. Okay, and actually, yeah. his son uh, had him. He worked for the people that bred Secretariat in River Ridge, and he got a job with the Phipps. Wow. And his father had retired, and he said, "Look, I got these dice horses, but I'm going to work for the Phipps, It's the biggest stable in the country and probably the world." Yep. And he handed over Secretariat and River Ridge. They both won the wow. Derby. That Roger is... and gave them up. Wow. Gave them to his father. So at least he kept it in the family. There you
1: go. Yeah. There you go.
0: Right down the street There's in Holly Hill. That's where they wow. had the training center. That
1: is yeah, small world.
0: world. Yeah, gave them both up. Wow. And he never had the success uh, with the Pipses that he did. And of course, they fired him down the road and mm. hired should McGahee, and he's been with them a long time. So it's all kind of goes hand in hand around yeah. here, you know.
1: yeah love
0: that i remember riding races here at the springdale course Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah yeah it's funny yeah tell me the next horse after him what was it
1: oh there hadn't been we're still looking yeah yeah
0: you're still looking for that you'll find it yep 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 Uh
1: yep he'll come to us but it's high standards because you know that horse has so much scope and ability that none of them quite feel like they they have that but but he'll like you said the horses find us. So. Yeah, they find. And you. and honestly, right now I'm I'm a bit more focused on my kids riding. Right. So Same thing um, with your dad. You yeah, know, exactly. When y'all come along. Yeah, it just transitioned, uh, and so we're. Are they both them riding now? Both, both your children? Yes, sir. They're both riding. They're eight and thirteen, and um, and so I'm really having fun, fun with them right yeah. now. Yeah.
0: Because I saw I was at Blowing Rock last year. You know, Vic Russell's my cousin. Yeah. All the Russell, So I was yep. up there, and I was watching your dad. School with his granddaughter. Yes, yeah. Then you went on from there to the pony final and she won at she the did, pony final. she
1: did. That was super yeah. special. And yeah. it was
0: Hunt Tosh's daughter. Yep. She was showing ponies and she won a class there and Daniel yep. Guyton was there. I know, wasn't daughter. that special? Yeah, it isn't really that crazy? Is. All it's my really buddies. Crazy. I
1: know, the yeah. next generation. Yeah. The
0: next generation just keeps yeah. going and going.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, so that's amazing. But well, thanks for your time. Well, and, thank uh, you. We'll uh, do this, and I'll fun. get your mother to put together some pictures Great. of this. And yeah. as soon as it comes out, hopefully it'll be out on the shelves by February. Oh,
1: that's awesome. Then
0: I'll give you all a copy yeah. of it. Yeah,
1: well, we'll see you in Florida, hopefully. I'll see you. I'll yes. be down there. good. Thank you ben, very much. Thank you.